So welcome back for this day of the training. And uh, I think it's said so often, it seems maybe a little bit, maybe anticlimactic to say it, but uh, you know, every ending is a beginning and every beginning is an ending. So we're coming to <coughs> beginning of something here as we come to an ending of something. And uh, I'm very curious, uh, sitting here, I'm most curious about what's beginning uh, out of all this. And out of this year, out of this day. And um, it's a privilege to have had you as participants. Uh, every year I'm, I'm always impressed by the people who come into the program and the, there's a kind of a unique, I feel a unique set of people who come who are interested in this kind of work, interested in this kind of training. Perhaps there's a qualitative or observable feeling of compassionate care or interest in the group. And, um, and uh, we've gone through all kinds of things together. I hope that both the, the wonderful things and the challenging things have been all for the purposes of chaplaincy training. It all gets folded in. I think that's what a good chaplain folds everything into their training. Even someone who's been a chaplain for many, many years or a Buddhist teacher for many years, that it all gets folded into the practice, all gets folded into the growth and for the bodhisattva vows and caring for the world. So we're here to care for each other one more day. And, uh, and uh, we'll do a little sitting and Jennifer was going to talk about transitions. It turns out that one perspective on chaplaincy is that it's all about helping people with transitions, endings. <clears throat> and then uh, we set up the day so that a lot of the day is um, bringing the whole thing to an end. And, uh, you know, maybe I'm giving Jennifer's fire away or thunder away, but um, she's going to talk about having good endings. And so we've tried to design this in a way to have a good ending and uh, different different pieces of it. And uh, as always in this training, everything we do has multiple functions, has added multiple functions. And so even, you know, it's the ending is supposed to be a hopefully an honorable and good ending, but it's also a training in how to do endings and the pieces of it. So, so both your participant and hopefully also your observing how it's being done. And, um, <clears throat> and then we'll have a graduation and, uh, at the end. And, uh, and for that, we rearrange ourselves. We, we enter into a new space. And uh, we, when we talked about rituals a few, a few months ago, we talked about creating a unique space, a special space or a different space or a liminal space. And so uh, we'll do that. So uh, let's sit and with that and in your hearts, we'll sit with that and for a few minutes in silence.
So uh, why don't we begin with uh, everybody turning or talking to the person nearest them um, when, and, and just share your response or reaction to hearing Gil say, this is the end, or how you're, what your thoughts or feelings are about this course being over. Not uh, like a review of the course and you know that kind of thing, but just really in brief, kind of, where do you, what's it like for you to just to be entering the class knowing that our class today is about endings and this course in particular ending So there you are, being a chaplain to whoever you were talking to, to understand what their experience is of an ending. Yeah, yeah. And uh, um, so, yeah, there you are. Yeah, there you are. Here we are. So there are um, some specific things to do to help people with endings. And I'd like to talk about that. Yeah. And a little bit about also the nature of endings or transitions. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, your reading for this month was a book called Transitions by William Bridges, um, which is a great book. Uh, this, uh, the author makes a real study of transitions um, particularly about the and he makes distinctions between um, internal transitions and external transitions and how they're not always paired up together Uh, he also makes distinctions between um, something coming to an end like you you might hear somebody say I'm uh, I'm no longer working at, you know, fill in the blank. But then somebody in the same situation might say, well, I'm in transition from that, you know. And so one distinction he makes is that an ending is just something stops, you know. A transition is when there's a transformative process that the person is undergoing that's been hastened by an ending. And he also distinguishes a transition as a space between an ending and a beginning. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I've observed that when people know they're being discharged, they begin to think differently when they're in the hospital. And when somebody is incarcerated and they know that they have a release date, they have a very different experience of what they're going through even before the end, if you will. Um, and often, as a chaplain, um, what we do is support people in the phenomena of endings, uh, transitions, and beginnings. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and ideally, um, 
endings and transitions, um, what a chaplain can do is to really acknowledge that something is ending you know, um, and not continuing. And then to, so as a chaplain, I need to be comfortable with or know myself around endings, you know. Some people, uh, I've heard say something, uh, I don't say goodbye, I say see you later, which in some ways is expressing a value or a stance, if you will, about endings. Um, I think in general for people's well-being, the the clearer the ending, the better. And so I don't support or echo people in saying, oh, this is not the end. You know, I may see you again, and that's true for everybody here in my relationships with you. You know, But for me, today is the end of the content of our relationship being in this training. You know? So if I you know, see you later, I'm not going to... You know, uh, initiate a conversation about your volunteer work, you know, or unless you solicit me and ask for some coaching, you know, I'm not going to, and I want to have a relationship with you all after this where we're just people sharing a Dharma practice doing what we're doing, you know, and kind of um, release all of us from the chairs that we've been sitting in this year, our positions, if you will, the context of this training, yeah. So yeah, I really effort to help people understand this is this is the end. Yeah, you know, this is really the end. This won't happen again. You know, not like this. Yeah, and um, often people also are um, uh, sometimes people feel ready for the ending, like oh, this hasn't come soon enough. Hip hip hooray! And other people don't realize that something is ending. So I try to help them realize this is ending. You know and to, to direct them to thinking about uh, what they need to do for themselves to have a good goodbye, you know, or to, to inquire to see how I can help somebody, you know. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, so we re- we're really, um, to hearken back to one of the first readings we ha- had in this course, um, uh, that chaplains wait, walk, weep, and witness. Wait, walk, weep, and witness. Yeah. So, uh, a lot of endings we're witnessing. We're also modeling, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of what that can look like for people, um, one piece is to review what's happened so far. You know, because people are, um, in some ways, it's the end of a chapter, you know, whether they've been in a situation for a day or a month or a year or years. You know, so what's happened, you know, so far? You know, what's happened so far? Or, yes, uh, you and I met on Thursday and it's, you know, like, and so, you know, to almost help somebody think about the journey they've been on so far. Good morning. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. Sometimes people don't recollect or they are telling the story of what's happened. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, engaging people with what's next. 
what's happening next. You know, whether it's um, about a, a ride <laughs> from the property to somewhere else, or um, for you, you know, uh, and we inquired a few months ago, like, do you have thoughts about, given that you've had this experience, what's next? You know, some of you are um, might be doing something different, or it might be the same. Yeah, but kind of because if we say that here's an ending and, and we're talking about what's happened then also we can be with people and look ahead and help them think you know um, I was just listening to an episode of Ear Hustle a podcast out of San Quentin about um, transitions and one uh, man saying well after my release here's what I'm doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday you know and then another man saying I don't have a plan I have no idea what I'm going to do. So, just an example. And they have a lot of time to think about that because there's quite a period of time between getting a release date and actually getting out. Uh, Another aspect of um, endings is to acknowledge um, that some who began with a group um, are no longer a part of the group. So for us, you know, we all began here in September and met each other, and not everybody is here today. Yeah. So the ending has already begun, you know. Um, some people withdrew from the program early on, and then we have the people that aren't here today, they're not being here as part of our ending. And so to acknowledge that our circle has holes in it, you know, that there are people that aren't here. And that's often the case, you know. um, Not everybody that was a part of somebody's beginning of something is there at the end, you know. And that's pretty common for groups in doing uh, an activity, that there's just, um, life happens, yeah. Or it could be, well, you know, my, 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 partner was here with me through 75% but then that stopped and now you know my cousin is kind of with me for this next piece you know so kind of or the movie parts yeah uh, and this would also include in some contexts if somebody has died to acknowledge that that's happened because grief is in the room you know yeah acute grief I should say Another aspect of endings is that often an ending or a goodbye can wake up an ending, a previous ending. So it can kind of magnify. You know, people are like, well, I'm just, it's just, it's just this simple thing, you know. And look at uh, Chuck, it seems so straightforward for him, but I am like tossed and tumbled, you know. And so often something is constellated that's kind of unexpected and is a little bit disproportionate, you know. And so that's just a clue that, you know, somebody's working something through it at another level. Yeah. And so that's also why um, it's good for chaplains to be uh, paying close attention to the nature of somebody's ending or goodbye, you know. Uh, because if they're kind of, um, others arise, then um, their care needs may escalate as compared to, you might assume that, like, if somebody's leaving this grief group, you know, and it's our last session, you know, we're all kind of 
preparing to end, you know, but actually somebody is, you know, not at all ready. And, um, uh, and maybe because they're thinking, I can't take one more ending, you know, or I'm not ready, you know. And some of you may have the feeling that you're not ready for this course to end. I don't know. Other of you may be wishing it ended three months ago. I don't know. We found that 11 months is a good amount of time, but in some ways it's arbitrary too. Actually, all endings are arbitrary, you know, and what I will say to people is nothing is ever complete. All endings are arbitrary. We're never ready. We're never done. Who decided that, you know, there'd be 12 years of education and then you leave home, you know? Where'd that come from? Who decided... um, that for this kind of surgery you, you only stay one night whereas you know four years ago I actually my husband had surgery last week and he's like I spent the night in the hospital last time I had this procedure and now they're kicking me out after four hours you know like you know I'm like yeah times have changed you know times have changed or last time I had did this it wasn't so painful you know well you know <laughs> or last time I did this it was really difficult and now it's a breeze you know like so um, the comparing mind, and so um, there is no readiness, there is no complete, there is no, but we do need to make an ending. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, lastly, um, uh, one way to care for people is to help them have a good goodbye so that later on we can have a good hello. Yeah. So the more that we all say goodbye to each other here today, um, arbitrary as it is, associations that you have with it, you know, views. um, When we see each other again, we get to have a good hello to whatever context we're meeting in again. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sanghas, other trainings. um, We might end up serving in in the same context or you never know. Uh, where you're going to meet people. And I always like to think, um, yeah, the better this is now, the better we can have a hello later. Yeah. Which is kind of motivates me to have good goodbyes. Yeah. Any questions or comments on this? Does it? And we've all been through a lot of transitions and endings, so hopefully this is relatable. Of course, most of it. Any objections? No. Any? I appreciate the, the, what you just said about having a good hello. Because if you don't have a good Let's do this, hello. yeah. When I haven't experienced, you know, I've kind of just a left. Little, a little closer. I, Thank you. Is that better? Okay. When when I, the, the, the reference that you made to having a good hello is kind of, Associated with what kind of a goodbye you've had, exactly. And I've I've experienced that where I've kind of just like split, and then I'll run across somebody again, and I'm a little um, embarrassed. Mm-hmm. I don't feel mm-hmm. good about mm-hmm. how I left things. So yeah, I mm-hmm. appreciate that reference. Yeah. yeah, it includes even, you know, uh, some of us do retreats, and so you may have experienced that if you don't. 
or you're not there on the first day of the retreat, it's a different entry. And also if you don't stay for the whole retreat, it's a different exit, you know. Um, and for this course, it's a requirement to be at the first day and the last day, you know, like, and that's really clear up front for this very reason, you know. Um, uh, so if somebody in their application says, I can't be there in July or September, you know, I've, once upon a time we kind of made exceptions and now, unless it's an extreme circumstance, like I'm getting married in Israel, was a guy a couple of years ago, you know, I thought, you know, <laughs> okay, you know. Um, uh, and still I thought, maybe you should have waited a year, you know. Uh, because it's really important. <laughs> For the chaplaincy training. <laughs> I want to invite someone into retreat because I... Well, no, I, I, didn't, I didn't allow him to leave the retreat to get married. Also, um, I will uh, encourage people to reflect on previous transitions and endings to help them access some of their own values or strengths or vulnerabilities. And so actually to have you talk to each other just now is to get you all thinking about your own transition and um, the na- how you do this kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and then it can lead to, well, what worked last time? You know, and somebody will say, well, I... I had a plan for, uh, I said goodbye, but there are two people that I agreed to have coffee with before the end of the next month. So I kind of, oh yeah, last time I did some planning and that really worked for me. You know, or, oh, last time I, well, so for retreats, you know, um, some people like to jump right in and get home and get on your email and other people... You know, like, well, no, I need another day after retreat so I can take my time kind of coming out of retreat space. Yeah. Yeah. And some retreat leaders will say, well, yeah, give yourself time and pace yourself. Um, or, on the other hand, on your way down the mountain, so to speak, have an espresso and just join in with the rest of everybody else, you know. Who's to say what's best for you? It's up to you. Also, at, um, even around uh, the service work, um, some of you that I've talked to individually, I don't know if I've said this to the whole group, that I think when you're doing like a multi-hour activity with a bunch of people, it really works to have a neutral space before that activity, like to meditate for 10 minutes, you know, um, and to kind of almost come up again, up until today, what's my day been like, and then this transition space of 10 minutes and then to do the service work and then to add another 10 minutes or whatever before going on to the rest of your activity of the day you know that these are kind of bookend experiences that's a time to um, clear the mind you know um, uncover what's on our hearts you know and minds um, and uh, Also, for me, 
be like, okay, this is beginning now, and then, okay, I'm done with this, and now there's the rest of my day. You know, does that make sense? And in those times, I can identify, you know, what's, what's working me, what's on my mind, or, you know, what I'm tussling with, so I can figure out how to incorporate it into my service work, you know, or to book it, to bookmark it and say, I'll get back to this at six o'clock tonight, but I can't, um, I can't be doing that right now. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. So if I hadn't said that to any of you, you know, sit in your car for 10 minutes, get there early. You know. Or um, even if it, it doesn't work to meditate in the space, I think just to get there and just sit and kind of look around um, or to bring something to read and have a little, little quiet. Yeah. Cool. Good morning. Okay. Questions or comments? So let's use the microphone for people so they can hear with their hearing devices as well as... Uh, are, we record, are we recording? Great. Steadfast Stephanie. <laughs> Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Yeah, there's a, uh, a line in, in GRIP that uh, in the curriculum... People that, don't know what GRIP is necessarily. Oh, uh, guiding Rage into Power. It's a 52-week program in, in, in prisons where guys come out as peacemakers, violent offenders. And I've known about it since 2012, and there's not much said about it. It's just pretty much one line that Jacques Verdon put in, and it's to be a courtesan to the unknown. And I was transitioning out of a 25-year marriage and identity as a householder and property owner and father, and it was just this wide emptiness, you know, when I first heard it. So I look up courtesan, you know what's that, you know, and it's like somebody who serves and offers, you know, to uh, a, a master or something like that, to the effect, but what happened for me was that it's like the unknown, like emptiness, like that's all I could see, and it was like, rather than just be scared of it, or maybe accept it, it's to look forward to the big empty space, and uh, everything, you, and, and but I've never had a lot, any kind of like always wanted a little more substance around it, you know? But it's really become a fundamental part of my practice. And everything you're saying feels like it's complete support of, mm-hmm. of that particular quality of just the openness of mm-hmm. the big empty, the which big is empty. everywhere, you know? So, thank you. Yeah, sure. Um, I just, I sent an email earlier this week, but I just wanted to acknowledge that, unfortunately... I will have to leave early because I'm covering someone at work tonight, and I didn't realize that I, that it was our last day when I said I would do that. So it's not my preference, and I don't yet know what time I have to start work because that's the system. So I don't know what time I'll have to leave, but um, just acknowledging that to you all. And, mm-hmm. yeah, not my preference, but so be it. Emily, can you let us know Yes, I will know around 3 o'clock. Yeah, of course, yeah. We're aiming to end by 4.15. And who knows, maybe it'll work out that you're still here. We try to end a little bit early today so we have time to say goodbye to each other, one-on-one, you know.
Um, you may have already covered this, but I just feel moved to possibly reiterate it if you have. But just that there's no such thing as a good ending. Like you said, goodbye. But I, I find myself thinking about transitions in the past and kind of having like regret or like, oh, I, I need to do this ritual now about this thing that happened years ago because I didn't do it then. And like, oh, if only I did it then, then I would be like way more put together or like something like that or like traumatic deaths of people. Like that, I didn't have any control over that. And um, so that just feels important to put into this space about how if we can still be intentional about endings and yet there's never a perfect ending. I don't know if it's ever too late to have an ending. And I think often we're help, helping people catch up or, or create that ending, you know. So it can be years later you know, that we um, help somebody with a ritual, you know, or to process something that was interrupted or not handled well before, yeah. And I think um, ideally, you know, endings are complete and that's rather than pleasant. (laughs) But chaplains have a significant role in endings. A very significant role. More so than other people in the context. You know, and people look to the chaplain to help with beginnings and endings. Beginnings and endings. Mm It brings up the question for me of like, when is an ending complete? I guess that's what I mean by like, Mm -hmm. perfect. Um, And yeah, I guess that's for anybody. What is completeness? You get all your papers in. (laughs) (laughs) Not in my case, honey. (laughs) I just, I feel like that question has to do with the statement that endings are arbitrary. Endings are pretty um, celebrated, <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, celebrated and honored. Um, and uh, complete, <laughs> I hope. <laughs> Although there are guys that keep coming back, um, but uh, 
I enjoy endings at Elmwood. <laughs> and hopefully, and I know they do, so I celebrate them. Right. Some endings are characterized by remorse. Some are characterized by neutrality. Some are characterized by celebration. For me, death endings don't end. I mean, the people in my life who have died, to whom I've been close anyway, um, those endings don't end. I mean, they just, they don't, they continue. The relationship continues. Yeah. 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 And so um, the, the form, and then there's, for you, and then there's, and then there's an empty space, and then there's a new relationship with the same person. It's a new context for the relationship. Exactly. Right? Right. And so as a chaplain, to help somebody with the ending of that one form so they can easily enter, enter a neutral and so that they can have a good hello in that ongoing relationship that people discover through the grief process. Right. Right. I was just thinking about the ending that's so multifaceted and the example is my son is leaving to go back to college and it is fraught with, you know, the ending of, it's not really an ending, but the the feeling of my being a mother, you know, transitioning from that, but also the joy of him going, spreading his wings. So it's just a, a mixture of so many different things, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is he going for his first year of college? He went away for one year, came back for two, because he wasn't ready, and now he's ready to go. Thank you. What's his name? Connor. Connor. So, so many of these conversations are bringing up for me the difference between ending and completion that they can be one and the same and they can be separate in that thinking of death um, and going through right now with mom getting ready to turn 100. uh, We're having conversations and we're using the word, we're saying to each other, are we complete? So our lives together living are going to end and we're working on ensuring that we're complete in that is there anything left unsaid? So there's a separation between the living, life together will end, and that's separate from ensuring that we're also complete. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm honoring the, the difference of the two and also the sameness of the two. That it, so I want to make a process comment. Um, that uh, at our first class, uh, I don't think you guys would have expressed yourselves in the same way that you are right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. To offer your view, to um, 
to add your voice to the exploration. It's very different now than it was in September or October. And also, I think we all have experience in this territory. So, this familiar territory. It's the process coming. I'm enjoying people's comments, contributions. And there's one more piece I want to offer to say out loud, but um, okay, I'll go on then. Um, I really recommend the book Transitions by William Bridges. Um, there's a granularity to it around the phenomena of what people go through. Um, and I just want to bring forward uh, some of his history, if you will. Uh, he talks about five uh, qualities to a transition. So again, a transition is the in-between time when something has come to an end and nothing yet has begun. And he describes this as winter, which I really like too. You know, that like things come to an end and in the neutral time, in winter, things are, are going on but you can't see it. So like, you know how spring, everything blooms, right? And it seems like it came out of nothing. But actually it came out of winter. So spring comes from winter, from that, what he calls the fallow period. And what he recommends is that as much as people can extend a fallow period, the healthier, the wholer, what's next can become. Which I find very interesting. Uh, Particularly internally. To really, yeah, so the longer the winter can be, the better the spring. Yeah. That make sense? Because something is happening in the transition to give birth to what's next and to not shortchange that process or to, to ex- allow it to be there. You know. So a short winter is not good. A long winter, a long, you know. Um, because the future is already in the transition. We just don't know it yet. Yeah. So something's working. Something's happening. And so he encourages full engagement with the qualities of transition, which I'm going to spell out for you that I really like. And they all begin with D-I-S. So he talks about qualities of a transition is there is disengagement. And these aren't in order. Dismantling. Disidentification. disenchantment and disorientation. I'll say those again. Now now you want to look at that book, right? Because, oh yeah, there's really something in there. Yeah. Disengagement. Dismantling. Disidentification. Disenchantment and disorientation.
So now I'm going to ask you to talk to the same person again for a few minutes and reflect on if any of these five, and hopefully one of the two of you has written them down so you can look at them together. Uh, Now that you hear that out loud, is that true for you in any of these contexts in which you are participating in um, endings and transitions? You can pair up together? Yeah, cool, thanks. Seems like you could have ta- talked a little while longer. Everybody's got something to say. They don't even want to stop talking right now. It's okay, we'll wait. Seems like there was something to talk about. Good. Good. So, disengagement disenchantment, disorientation, dismantling. I like that one a lot, dismantling. And um, so let's think. um, uh, If somebody's been um, in a healthcare facility for a long time, they've kind of set up their own camp in their room, you know, or... um, Somebody's worked in healthcare and um, they're transitioning into a new career, so they no longer do that work. And maybe they take their scrubs and their ID badge, and you know, and don't continue in some relationships. You know, it's like so if something's been built up, you know, internally even around identity, and then let go. You know, like it, so taking apart, yeah, dismantling. And you know, maybe for a child, you know, dismantling a room, you know. I don't know if that's the case for you or not, but I'm sure in your home there's been Connor's room, you know, and um, a dismantling of that room, you know, is a symbolic of the dismantling of the family, the disengagement of the, of the system changing. Yeah. Those are kind of the same. Is that helpful? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. People are like, I need a new car, you know, like, this is... This is the car from my old life. I, I want a different, or a different home, or a different name, too. We see this often in spiritual practice. People want to have a new name. You know. And even for some uh, rituals, uh, like in Zen, there is a giving of a name. You know. um, so that is part of the transition, if you will, or the beginning, yeah. In the uh, podcast I heard about two men leaving San Quentin, one walked out with boxes and the other one walked out with nothing. But new sneakers. Interesting. 
other comments, questions? One quick comment to throw into the space. We were talking about disenchantment and disengagement and disidentity and so forth. There's a lot of negativity or negative energy with dis. And it's been my experience to honor that and at the same time, too, be aware of the positive part of the transition so that we don't get so wrapped up in the dis and the negativity side of change and transition and also honor the positive side. It's, it's ideal to welcome both ends, you know. And um, I feel that's true for us and our role in this class is we are holding uh, the variety of ways that people are ending this course. Mm-hmm. There's some disenchantment, dismantling, disorientation, disengagement. There's one more. Disidentification, yeah. I'm looking at, Anita, you have nothing under your chair. There's, there's just a phone. It looks very like, you know... <laughs> Some of the encampments that we've set up in each class, you know, gone. Um, this makes me think of the language of um, end-of-life death. Uh, you know, it's in our culture, it's very common for people to use the expression, she passed away. Um, and I, for some reason, ever since I was young, I didn't like that expression. It felt so euphemistic. Um, and now I noticed, like, among certain circles, like transition is a very common way to express like mm-hmm. someone is dying, they're transitioning, um, where they've transitioned. And the way you framed this topic, it's so rich, makes me realize that um, I've been using that term too. And it doesn't feel, that still doesn't feel right because there is an ending when we our physical body dies and uh, it's almost like death is a departure um, from this plane this earthly existence that we're in and then possibly there's a transition um, you know depending on what your belief system is or um, and then possibly a new beginning and then also that's for the person who has departed and then there's the people who love that person. Um, so there's their ending, their transition, and their new beginning. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. just there's a lot around that language. Um, anyway, this made me think of that. Thank you. I just want to echo that in this sense. I, I was probably eight years old when my grandfather died, my father's father And my grandmother, my father's mother, who I was so close to, I said, oh, Grandma, it's so sad. Grandpa died. And she said, no, no, honey, he just passed away. I said, no, Grandma, he's really dead. (laughs) Because I had seen him in the coffin. The Grandpa I knew was really dead. And I've always had that same sense. Um, 
And yet I find myself sometimes saying to people who can't seem to bear the heaviness of death that, oh, yes, uh, you know, when they say, oh, my mother's gone, she passed away. You know, collaborating with that out of uh, a a sense of empathy. And yet um, it's always struck me that way, too, that there's some deep denial in it that doesn't serve us. There's a lovely movie called Smoke Signals. It's probably about 15 or 20 years old. About a man, um, a young man who's um, processing um, his father being absent and moving away from the family. Uh, There's lots of movies about transitions and endings, of course, but... um, uh, But I would I would say that also with endings, um, there's the question of, particularly when there's brokenness, you know, a question of um, reconciliation or forgiveness. People, you know, people go through a process after something to to let go, to, to forgive, or to. Um, come back around and sometimes when an ending has not been is not complete or something has not been integrated that that um, often is that somebody has not gone through a, a forgiveness process for whatever the situation was and so we're often caring for people as they're being with that. And that's also why I think ritual is so helpful because even if it's ten years later, a ritual can help people mark something and creates an opening for something to shift. Something to shift. My... uh, Father's turning 80 this summer, and I'm going to be there. And um, uh, I've been kind of really clear that we all need to be with him for his 80th birthday. And I was very, I really, and also for his 70th, we all came together, you know. And it's been really important, I think, for the whole family. And I've been kind of adamant, you know. And he's like, I don't want to do anything. And I'm like, great, okay. It's your choice what we do, but we all need to be with the fact that you're turning 80. You know, like, it's a milestone, and probably when you have your next one, if you're 90, it's going to be so different. You'll be so different 10 years from now. You know? um, so this is really important. Yeah. And uh, he's, he gets it now, yeah. So I don't know if we'll do anything interesting, but... It's important. So, it, so a birthday is a ritual. It's not necessarily like bells and whistles and candles and you know sacred spaces, but it's it's they're markers, you know? kind of like the gate at a temple, you know, or if you go to like the monastery, there's a gate and it marks, you know, that is that world, and you are now in another world. It's very important. Gates are very important, and um, 
we're all passing through gates, you know, in our lives. Stages of our lives are marked by gates in some ways. Yeah, I like that image, a gate. Please. I'm wondering if you could speak about um, like prolonged transitions and things that, that don't feel as clear as a gate, but maybe like many gates over time yeah. and marking, marking those and just, yeah, thoughts on that. Well, one is to celebrate the beginnings. Often people don't realize that they haven't completed something until they start something else. So often we're also kind of encouraging people to start something and that kind of helps them might rise to the surface and help complete something. So often beginnings, you know, really help people complete something. A new relationship, a new job, you know, a new family, a a new gig, you know, um, uh, can help make peace with things. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. Um, and then uh, I don't know maybe I'll pause here and turn to somebody else Chuck Uh, this is going to be uh, a uh, beginning for me because I remember in September when I saw these two microphones sitting out there oh my gosh this is pretty heavy-duty stuff. I'm going to have to say something and talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to microphone. But here I'm holding it, so this, it's the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> it's a step. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I do want to uh, just share. I know I um, sent an email out about two months ago that I wasn't going to be here. And, and uh, I better put it up here a yeah. little bit closer. And um, I just wanted to share what was going on. Um, um, it was right a few days before that. My, we we uh, found out my um, a, a daughter um, was having issues, and then but it came out that um, she has uh, cancer, cervical cancer, and so that was just you know three or four days after we got an idea that that was going on, and so we've been able to work through that and process it, and um, it's at a stage where it's curable. Um, she starts treatment next week, uh, chemo, uh, radiation treatment. Um, she seems to be, she's um, unbelievably, unbelievably um, uh, adjusting to um, her fighting this, this cancer and, and, and uh, um, she seems to be in, in real good um, spirits and, you know, gearing up for it. Um, uh, so, you know, there's a family, uh, family um, dynamics that we're going to be dealing with, of course, as we go on to this. So uh, transitioning. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, uh, it was like this uh, chaplaincy thing. I knew a few years ago it was part of, uh, you know, uh, hey, preparing in myself for things that are going to happen to people close to me, people that aren't close to me. And uh, so, but anyway, I just wanted to, um, to, to uh, thank everyone for their thoughts and prayers and emails and, um, and being there. And then uh, 
you know, it's just, yeah. Um. <laughs> more shall be revealed. What's yeah. that? So more shall be revealed. More shall be revealed. Yeah. And what's her name? Uh, her name is uh, Manisa. Manisa. Yeah. Thank you. Chuck just said something that I found really interesting and just right, like, wow, oh, yeah. This is a preparation for stuff that's going to happen. I mean, I'm old, and and um, so stuff that's going to happen in around all of my friends, right? And happening among my friends and their parents. So this is a kind of preparation. I don't think I realized I was the yeah. Thank you for that insight. So I think you get the point about transitions. Even if all the questions aren't answered, I'm going to arbitrarily end this session. (laughs) Give us a break. So there are, I think there's three people who aren't here right now. So Joe is not here because of work. And um, and Alan, uh, I think he's here. But uh, but he's um, I had a CPE interview at 9 o'clock today. So that's why I think he's here, because he's all part of the same thing. So once that interview finishes, then he'll be here. And... Um, and uh, Juliana's mother went to the ER yesterday. Yeah. Last night. Last night. So she's, you know, was up late, and so she's planning to show up at some point. But you know, with she's involved with chaplaincy of sorts. So I think otherwise, I think now we're all here, right? So um, in terms of this, you know, uh, marking and. Processing a transition and ending. It's nice to know who's here and not here. So, thank you. So, we'll take a break. And, um, Ten minutes. Short break. We're a little more.